and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast, and we're so glad you're with us. Thank you. It's our it's our final one for this week. If, yeah, it doesn't. Nothing ever happens Friday, Saturday, and Sunday anyway. So uh, that's why we've got it figured out, right? That uh, there's no need to do three more. That's how that works. We know that. You and I are headed to Houston for the big NRA convention, so we got to get we out are. there. And travel day. It's going to be are. super fun. Should yeah. be a good time. Yeah. We're going to see Trump speak. There's the uh, message from Mayor Turner in Houston. We simply cannot cancel. The show must go on. Uh, what are the odds of Donald Trump making the great, uh, the great gesture of holding the uh, rifle aloft over his head and doing the from my cold dead hand speech? What, are, what do you think the odds of that well, happening are? You know, that you know what? That's the kind of thing that they should have a prop bet on that in Vegas, don't they you think? Should, they should. <laughs> Absolutely. They absolutely should have that because. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't bet against that. I mean, I'll give that about a four in 10. Oh, he loves the, you know, the Bible in front of the church during the BLM yeah. protests. By the way, I'm starting to hear some people that are a little critical of the police action. They're involved. You guys got to be careful. You got to be careful. Cause it's only the BLM guys that are critical of cop. So I don't know. I don't know guys. Wow. Well, I mean, be careful. it's, it, 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 I don't know the whole story yet, but it's 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 just terrible that kids go to school now, and this is what they have to think about all the time. I mean, now the duck and cover doesn't have to do with nuclear war; it has to do with right. some idiot barging into your classroom, and you've been drilled on on maybe what to. I mean, this it's it's terrible, and that's that's really the issue. Did they mishandle this? I'm sure they did. There's no doubt about it, um, but that's that's a, that's of no consequence at at this moment. The kids are dead. It's horrible. Some of the biggest but, problem I, I, right now is there's there is some accusation and some I, maybe even some confirmation that some of those police officers went into the school for their own kids. Saw that. Yeah, that's that's not uh, gonna, that's not a good look. No, not a good look. No, there's well. The word indefensible <laughs> can be used for a lot of things associated with stories like this, but we've never had it associated with what you just brought up, that the, that the police may have uh, been more interested in saving their own kids than, I mean, it's just horrible. It's, I, I'll tell you what though, Britt, um, Good for me. I bought a cancelable ticket, a full fare ticket to Houston this weekend for the NRA tomorrow morning mm -hmm. um, because I anticipated I might have to cancel. You know, you can do that with, with a full fare ticket because I saw that Don McLean has canceled. Don McLean, American Pie. How old is Don McLean? He's in his mid 70s, but he's still out there. And, and he <laughs> says. He says, in light of the recent events in Texas, I've decided it would be disrespectful and hurtful for me to perform at the NRA at their convention in Houston this week. All right, Don, fuck you. It was disrespectful and disgusting that you were going to be there, even 
if there wasn't a mass shooting within five days of the event. Does 15 days in Buffalo count? How does that work for you? Maybe it doesn't. Of course, it doesn't matter. So you suck anyway. What kind of statement is that? You, no, you got to go with it. You can't cancel. You can't, you can't cancel. Get in it. there, buddy. Who's booking him? Who the fuck is booking that guy? <laughs> Jesus, that is a terrible booking, dude. <laughs> Was the Klan rally unavailable? I mean, did you, you weren't able to get in on that action? <laughs> this oh. is Saturday night. It's called the Grand Old Night of Freedom. It was supposed to feature Don McClain. And we have some other names who have uh, all confirmed that they're still in. Ready? Lee Greenwood. Well, of course, because you need him to serenade. He's the star. Donald Trump out there because Trump plays that at at every rally. And Trump is definitely one of those people that thinks the name of the song is Proud to be an American. Proud to be an American. Proud to be an American. Yeah. 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 Uh, Also there, Larry Gatlin. Yeah. Larry Stewart, former lead singer of Restless Hot. Russell's heart, good band. Jacob, Jacob Bryant, wow, and T. Graham Brown. I don't know who they are. I don't T. Graham that. Brown had a few hits in the eighties. He was a, a stalwart eighties performer. All right, so so another guy completely over the hill, right? With nothing. I'd say, to lose. I'd say he was a fairly good knockoff of uh, Greensboro's own Billy Crash Craddock. I would say he was a fairly good knockoff of that. But guy. again, I repeat yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> up and and with nothing to lose and it, it's still a good gig for him okay i seem to recall uh cruising around doing some uh, manual labor when i was 18 listening to t graham brown's big hit uh darlene that would have been 1988 that would have been 1988 so yeah it's been a little bit since he's actually been in the headlines yeah yeah most most people don't last that there, are, there aren't that many paul mccartney's i'll just say that how about that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me uh, let me run through my. You know what? I want to start with with something, and uh, uh, for folks who are just listening and not watching, uh, they can't see what I'm holding up. Yeah. But I'm holding up a a package of Thai noodles, mm-hmm. organic Thai brown rice noodles. Very good. Mm-hmm. They're Delicious. organic. Sure. They're perfect for pad Thai and other noodle dishes. Do a lot with those. They're, they're they're very good, and I bought these at uh, Costco uh, a few months ago. And uh, I never gave it a second thought. They have a lot of great Asian food selections along the aisle all the time, all the time. Never, never gave it a thought. Great idea. I love the food. Love. uh, Now, so here comes today. And I'm going to title this and give you the choice to pick it. No, I'm just going to say it. It was going to be. So Tucker, did you hear that? Costco is doing replacement theory on its shelves. Wait till he finds out. This is so good. I love this story. 7% of the United States population is Asian. Eh. 12% of Costco shoppers are Asian, according to the market research. In other words, Costco appeals to Asian folks. And that's, of course, because they're smarter than white people and black. We know that. Yes. But that's not the issue. That was not the issue. They, they, they know that it's better to go there than to, to go to, uh, to Kroger or wherever you go. Um, 
the untapped sales potential of Asian American consumers how is 13 billion they're the fastest growing demographic in the United States so Costco identified this they carry the food but the way great replacement theory has to work is that Asian food has displaced good white people food hasn't it Britt has where's the potted meat where are the pickled sausages yes yes i mean the 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 next thing you know they're going to go over 50 percent and white people food is going to be the minority just like in this country demographically that's the great replacement theory for people and it applies to food and i'm calling for a boycott of costco right now right now (laughs) get in there don't let them do this to you Take back your Costco, Costco customers. No more Frank's hot sauce. No more Frank's hot sauce. No more Texas Pete's sriracha. It's all they're going to do. It's all they'll do. That's what's going to happen, people. Yep. Yep. You're going to lose your country. That's what I'm telling you. Uh, And and you know what? Uh, After the stock market closes on Thursday, the earnings for the last three months – from Costco will be released. And I'm betting they're going to be horrible because of this story. Wait, this is going to kill them. This is going to kill that company. Once the good white people see how they're bending over backwards for Asian customers, I I, I would see, I think you're definitely going to see a backlash. (laughs) It's just got to stop. It has to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Great replacement theory on your store shelves. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I just had to do that. I, sure. I had to do it. But, you know, I actually have like several different uh, Asian kind of kind of foods that I've bought at and I never given it a second thought. Not not once till I saw this story. Oh, it's time for you to uh, start. This I'll tell you what. Tell yeah. what they need to start having oh, at Costco. I'll tell you what. Need that more ammunition. Guns. That's what they need to have at Costco. By God. Yeah. Well, believe me, when we get done, I'm taking all this Asian shit out of my my pantry and my fruit. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it out. You know, you I tell can't them. let them. You send a yeah. strong message to Asian Americans everywhere by wasting yeah. your money. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Uh, we got a couple, uh, uh Trumpy ones here. Uh, Donald Trump hanging literally with Mike Pence. Uh, Don says Kellyanne can fuck off and go quote back to her crazy husband, George. Or, I know you're dying to do this, Colin Kaepernick getting a shot. C-cap. Yeah, let's do, uh, let's do C-Cap. Uh, this is a, a great story that uh, has just come up over the past couple of days that he's going to get a tryout finally for a National Football League team. After all these years, it's been, I believe, five years, or is it six? Seven, six or seven, maybe, even at this point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Raiders out there in Las Vegas are, are going to give them a shot. So do, do they have a backup quarterback right now? I they just grabbed the guy that backed up Mac Jones in New England because, of course, the new coach for the Raiders was in New England. And our fear is that he's going to turn it into uh, Patriots West. But, yeah, they grabbed that guy. So I don't know exactly what the plan is here for Cap. I don't know if this could – hey, this could just be a publicity stunt to make the Raiders look good because, you know, John Gruden sent a couple of emails last year. Don't know if you heard about it. But – He's going to get a shot. Brit. There's been a lot of shit since then. You that think? isn't even that is that think? isn't even the thing. That isn't even the number one thing that the Raiders, if you want to play the, they're just trying to distract from X by doing Y. 
It's not John Gruden is in the rearview mirror now. They is he? Because you know they made a ruling on the case this yeah. week, and the NFL tried to have it thrown out, so it's back in the headlines. The actual case against the league is going forward. Right. So, but, so, right. So, so there. That's that's your your foundation, and there's the nine other things. <laughs> uh, uh, since I, you know, he says, and I think without without making it up or or questioning it, that he's ready to go. He obviously hasn't been banged up for the last five years as as a player, and he says his arm is is okay. And based on the Tom Brady example, Colin Kaepernick is a baby, right? How old is he? Thirty four, thirty five, something like that. Twenty seven, January first of twenty seventeen was the last time he played NFL football. Yeah, yeah. And this, I will go ahead and point out, and a half years. Yeah. This is the most progressive team in the National Football League. Uh, by record, anyway, you want to look at it. 34 years of age, born November 3rd, 1987. Well, see, but here's the point. It shouldn't have to be about who's progressive and who isn't, because they all claim, they all claim that the yeah. reason that they wouldn't speak to him, yeah. that they, they deleted his phone number from their, their Rolodex, their phones, their mm-hmm. computer, from everything, is just because every other stiff white guy who has played in the NFL in these succeeding years, not yeah. just starters, but backups and guys on the taxi squad, every one of them better than Colin Kaepernick, who sure. just the year before, I believe, was in the Super Bowl as the quarterback for the 49ers. And then he had a, a little bit of an off year, which, by the way, as you know, white people never have an off year. That's true, yeah. It's not happened. never happened. But, but when, a, when a black guy has an off year, obviously – they're washed up and they should never ever play again. That's how that works, right? So so all of the owners are liars. They're all full of shit. They all colluded. Mm-hmm. I wish he could file a lawsuit and be able to prove that because it's it's one of those I can't prove that it's true, but I know that it is, and we know that it is. Of course and it, it is. didn't take it didn't and maybe there are text messages and emails. Maybe there's a physical trail between mm-hmm. owners where they agreed to do this. I wouldn't think they'd be stupid enough to do that, but they might. of course they would be. Of course they, they might would be. be. They might be. Well, yeah. yes, the franchise that gave you the first black head coach in the league, the only yeah. female president in league history, the only first uh, Hispanic head coach in the league, going to have to ride to the rescue again, Brad. Right. Going to have to go ahead and show these other guys what it's all about when it comes See, to social I, I, I don't. I, I don't want to think of it that way. I want to think of it like this. That he has gotten the the rawest of raw deals. He is one of the original victims in modern times of cancel culture. What what if this isn't cancel culture? What the hell is? Oh uh, yeah, but it's okay. Well, this, this is cancel culture. We agree with though, because he was a bad right, guy. Exactly, yeah, right. Exactly. Right, right, right. So, right. Yeah. Right. 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 Of course. Uh, you know what's worse than that? I'm going to tell you what's worse than that. <laughs> it's worse. something that happened this week. Uh-huh. That Beto O'Rourke was out <laughs> of control. Uh-huh. He disrespected a duly elected governor of the Republic of Texas yeah. who was just trying to speak to the people about a tragedy. And here comes Beto O'Rourke speaking, as you know, for all Democrats everywhere, politicizing a tragedy. How dare he do that? I, I think he should withdraw from the race right now because he's not fit to be the governor of Texas to behave that way. 
That's the worst thing I've ever seen in human history, in the history of the universe, to actually stand in front of Greg Abbott and tell him, this is your fault. You could have done something. You did nothing. And by the way, Britt, you've seen the, the video on that. Who's shouting back at him? Who is the voice that's trying to shout him down? And t- I don't know. It's not, this, it's not the cop that's standing there that looks like Curly. No. Okay. no. It's another guy that's back. Abbott. It's one of the other douches that are, that are back there with Greg Abbott. Yeah. And the, be- the best part is we're looking at a picture. It's, it's Beto O'Rourke on the right side looking straight ahead at a, a cop. Uh, acting and hoping that Beto O'Rourke was going to make some kind of physical move so he could beat the shit out of him, right? Um, but O'Rourke was very, 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 very studied and, and deliberate in the way he spoke, very calmly, which is what you're supposed to do. And uh, Governor Abbott looks like he's about 15 feet away or so, and standing right behind him yep. is Ted Cruz. Yep. Ted Cruz. Um and good for Federal like O'Rourke, of course. Like I think that was a, you know what? I love that moment. I think it's great. I it think. looks like a Norman Rockwell painting. It really does kind of look like the a 2022 version yeah. of a Rockwell painting. And I'm glad you brought his name up because there is one victim this week in Texas, and his name is Ted Cruz. Ladies and gentlemen, look at what's happened to this man. Sky, uh, Sky News uh, questioning Ted Cruz, asking, why do these mass shootings at schools only seem to happen in the United States, which was completely unfair. Ted Cruz storms off. Ted Cruz storms off from the interview from the very rude people at Sky News, Brad, because he just can't handle the truth. Wait, wait. That's that's the best he's got. That is the best that he's got. He, and he, then he doesn't have a he doesn't have a stock, disingenuous, lying answer to that. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he wasn't prepared, and then he's figured it out. The problem is not guns; it's doors. Have you heard this? Now he's, he's saying that it was the unlocked back door. At Valde Elementary School, that really is the problem here, and the the solution. And this is really seriously being debated, but among no kidding high end Republican politicians, we only need to have one door, one in, one out at these schools, and that's how we need to solve this problem of mass violence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's that is literally about, what they're talking Brit, about. Right, but Britt, by the way, as someone who just uh, five days ago uh, attended a concert in Winston-Salem with Paul McCartney at a gigantic stadium where they they filtered everybody down to just really one entrance. But it wasn't just one door, but it was really squeezed down. And it took forever, of course, to get everybody in there. Right. Um, if that's your answer, that's no answer. And that's again, an answer. That's, that's too stupid. Of a, if, if, if you'll permit me here... Um, I have written a letter to our local newspaper, the News and Record, which I will share with you in just a moment. Uh, And I was motivated to write it because the New York Times went out and asked all 50 Republicans in the Senate if they would be willing right now, and this is post-Texas, to support the two um, bills that have been passed by the House. They've been passed for years, right? These are the ones that sit there forever the ones about universal background checks for gun buyers you know the gun show loophole all that kind of stuff stuff that everyone realizes should be passed it's the definition of common sense uh gun safety reform or as republicans like to call it confiscating all guns um 
So the New York Times asked all 50 Republican senators. Of the 50, four said that they are open or undecided about it. Okay, so that's four out of 50. The four that say they're open about it are Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, John Kennedy of Louisiana, Mitt Romney of Utah, the guy who, as you'll learn, is the uh, number one recipient of NRA money. Didn't know that. And Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. Toomey is retiring. In the middle, opposed to the issue or leaning no, and that really isn't in the middle. Those are basically no. Um, include idiots like Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham. They pretend that they might be open to talking. Yeah, oh, sure, sure they are. Sure. Josh Hawley, Rick Scott, Tuberville in Alabama. Yeah, sure, right. And then you have the uh, the remaining uh, 33 who declined to answer, never heard of guns, just didn't want to be involved in, in saying anything of substance. And one of those 33 is Richard Burr. Yeah. Richard Burr. He gets an NRA rating of A+. And here's what Richard Burr said. Quote, and I swear to you, this is what he said. This is the real if thing. Somebody's got a, if somebody's got a solution to this, by all means, let's talk about it. But nobody's proposed that they've got one. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Here's my letter to the News and Record. The New York Times just asked all 50 Republican senators post Uvade. Uval, how do you say the name of that city? Uvalde is what they've been saying on TV. Asked all 50 Republican senators if they would support House pass measures to strengthen background checks for gun buyers. Four said open or undecided. 13 were opposed or leaned no. And 33 were declining or didn't answer. Richard Burr was in that last category. To say he has been a disappointment as a senator is an understatement. He has effectively gone fully underground, running out the clock on his sorry term, trying to evade ethical issues relating to insider trading. He is the number two recipient of NRA money. At nearly $7 million, he only trails Mitt Romney at $13.6 million. <laughs> According to the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, when Burr entered Congress in 1994, what do you think his net worth was back in 94 when he went into Congress, Britt? Go ahead, play the game with me. Play the game. Half, I'll say he was worth half a million bucks back in 94. You are way too high. It was under $190,000. By 28, but hang on. By 2018, and keep in mind, since 2018, the stock market even with, you know, a, a, a 20 or 25% pullback right now is substantially higher than it was mm -hmm. um now. So this is just 2018 numbers. What do you think he was worth by 2018? Go. $3 million. You are so low. You are so under. <laughs> wow. Seven point, he was worth $7.4 million in 2018. So well, you got to figure he's worth nine or nine or 10 now. So Britt, you know, being a, being a politician is a, it's a great gig. If you play it right, if why you're willing you just, to sacrifice why, every cent of Why do you hate on people that are successful? He's made some shrewd business moves. Uh, he's a very good stock trader. He, you know, one of the things that really determines how good a stock trader you are is if you're elected to Congress. For, for whatever help. reason, you, you, become be an amazing, you become an amazing stock picker when you get uh, elected you, to Congress. It's like, been proven over time. You, well, Britt, it's like if you go to Vegas and, you know, like when you play blackjack, 
Isn't yeah. it like 51 to 49 percent that the house mm-hmm. has? The, so it's not a big margin. But if you had a little inside information, you could flip that and you could you could turn that 51 to 49 deficit down. All right. Last paragraph of the letter. <clears throat> Burr is retiring. He can't be primaried by a wacky stop the steel trumper like Ted Budd. Right. He can stop being an in-the-tank, NRA-controlled, garden-variety, inconsequential North Carolina Republican senator for one last moment. Burr could show what passes for courage these days and actually do the right thing just this once and vote with the Democrats on these two gun bills. Don't hold your breath. Brad Krantz, Greensboro. There you go. Uh, and on this very day, the Republicans have blocked the domestic terrorism bill that the Democrats tied to guns, and they're not going to talk about it. They're not going to discuss it. It's not going to happen. Go on your way. We'll talk about well, divorce. To, to be fair, it is too soon. We know that. <laughs> it's way too soon. Maybe if maybe if a couple hundred more kids died. I think it's either, it's either buried this. yet, Britt. First of all, they're not buried yet. So they, it, it, we, we haven't, not only that, we haven't even buried the people from Buffalo. The people from Buffalo haven't actually been put in the ground yet. I know. Um, I know. I mean, honestly, I, in my George Carlin state of mind, I'm like, here's two bills. One of them is sensible background checks. And the other bill is we install shower drains in every classroom in America because the blood's got to go somewhere. Those are the two bills that I want Chuck Schumer to put forward. You, you vote on one of these. One of these has got to be to your liking. And I hate to put it that way, and I know that's very – and people will say, oh, it's so disrespect. I don't care. At this point, I'm tired of this shit. You either care about these kids or you give some place for the blood to drain because they're going to get shot again and again and again and again. That's how it is. Well, uh, Chuck Schumer – Nice guy, but he's not the guy who should be up there every day talking about this because you talk about a guy who's, again, past his prime. He is, and he's got nothing. There needs to be passion. There needs to be a Beto O'Rourke-style bit of ranting here for America. Um Again, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but what do you think that the people in that town in Texas think now about universal background checks or guns or anything? I have no idea what the political makeup of that of that town is. It's largely Hispanic, but as you know, that means nothing. You cannot tell how people are politically from their ethnicity anymore, and in Texas and in Florida and in Arizona, you can't tell. It's, it's, and it's unfair, which, of course, is why the, the great replacement theory, one of 20 reasons, is so fucked up. Because it presupposes that every person who has ever immigrated to this country gravitates, you know, in the modern era to be a Democratic voter. And we know that's not true. And you can begin with South Florida, the mm-hmm. Cubans. Mm-hmm. who have been huge supporters of the Republican Party since since day one, since John F. Kennedy invaded Cuba and uh, you know, and put, installed Castro, right? Isn't that how that worked? Didn't that's we put exactly. It in, that's Democrats the, put him in? Your grasp of history is uh, amazing. Yes, that's exactly well, what happened. I know my shit. You don't, don't mess with me. Don't, don't <laughs> test me on my history. I know it. Um, so... It, 
again, we're, what, about five, six weeks past the Roe versus Wade draft opinion getting out there. Nobody saw that one coming. And, of course, uh, nobody saw uh, two in a row mass shootings that would, again, draw the country's and the world's attention in the most negative way possible to the United States. Um, and then your cynical side says, well, nothing ever matters. Nothing changes. Yeah. They keep going and going and going. Um, and you want to think, well, oh, they're going to overplay their hand, say, at the NRA convention. They're going to do something that's so outrageous that even uh, middle America, well, I don't know if that's true or not. For all I know, they're going to put a, a, a media blackout on it and there'll be no video of it. Right. I, I wouldn't put it. Would you, would you put that past them to try to shut this down? Now, there'll be somebody with a, with a cell phone who will record it. It'll get out there. But I definitely wouldn't put it past them. If all these Republican candidates across the country, their new way of campaigning is to shut out the media in local markets in Pennsylvania. That's what that Mastriano creep did. The last weekend of his campaign, nobody can come in. So did what's her name? Kathy Barnett. Nobody can come. We don't want any coverage. There's no video. You'll notice that there is no video of that last weekend of campaigning in Pennsylvania. Because, of course, you know, the media is the enemy of the people. We know that. <laughs> That's the problem. Well, I, 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 I tend to agree with what you're saying, but I know that there's such attention horrors. It's got to be like one America or one of those other fucked up streaming right-wing news or whatever i know i know but they gotta know if there's video of it doesn't matter where the video starts it's everywhere Mm. you either you either completely hermetically sealed (laughs) off yeah or you don't because these days even if you know right-wing news is the only one allowed in there or you know the the uh, other ones that you're talking about that you can only get on roku you know (laughs) Wrote it, it's the, the system that I have has a, a little box in the tiles there, Disney Plus and and HBO Max. It's called Roku up your ass, and it's got those channels. <laughs> Roku on up there. your ass, huh? Yeah, Roku up your ass. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> that sounds fun. I might want to open up a bottle of cabinet and check that out tonight. Yeah, Roku, Roku up your ass. <laughs> this sounds like a good time for everybody. Um, let's talk about, uh, Mike Pence, just a swangin'. We got some interesting thoughts about Donald Trump on January the 6th of 2021, when it looked like the vice president of these United States was in a little bit of jeopardy, Brad, and Donald Trump loved it. Uh, the, uh, House Select Committee has heard testimony from Mark Meadows, who says that Trump approved of his supporters calling for the hanging of Mike Pence. Maggie Haberman of the New York Times was on CNN this day and said that the testimony does line up well with what Trump was saying publicly about Pence, even as the riots were going on. Or, I'm sorry, as the tourist visit went awry. (laughs) Right. Uh, Maggie Haberman said, we know at the time Trump was venting to aides that Pence was not doing what he wanted which was, of course, exerting a power that Pence had told Trump he didn't have to interfere in the certification of the Electoral College vote in Congress that day. And Trump tweeted at 2.24 p.m. that he was pissed at Pence. He was denouncing Pence for not doing this. So it's not hugely surprising 
that Trump said that and that Mark Meadows confirmed it, it's still a bit stunning. That's Maggie Haberman. So uh, he must have he must have been extremely pissed in order to have like he approved. And, and by the way, rightfully so. Rightfully well, so. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on, let's not let's not be unfair about this, Brit. <laughs> Approving of a white guy being lynched. I mean, that's how that's how pissed off Donald Trump was. He was a, it's a, just completely out of character for him. Yeah, I uh, got a couple more here. Got a couple more. A, not- I'm just asking: is that a something or is that a nothing? Well, it's it's a something. But it's a, it's a nothing in that it doesn't really punch through as new material. In other words, um, um, we've been poisoning the water for five years now. So a little bit more poison in the water, if it hasn't killed you already, or if you haven't realized there's poison in the water, this is probably not going to do it. That's the problem. That's the, the, um, the exponential build of bullshit all this time that we saw in front of our eyes and now it's being testified to and you know Britt, doesn't the number 1000 get your attention when um benny thompson or jamie raskin or or, or Lynn, liz chain and when any of them say we've talked to over a thousand people okay that to me that sounds like a lot of people that's a lot of people and, and that, right and and uh, this isn't like oh well we're going to go to a thousand doctors to get a thousand different opinions no they're all probably mostly saying the same thing because they were there and they are sworn to tell the truth well, which most of them do I'm not talking about Steve Bannon or Giuliani yeah. or or um, uh, other people who are evading they make the news but all these other people. All these other people, they're going to have a reunion one day, right? They're going to, in some Marriott in, in Kansas City, it's, it's the people who testified in front of the, the uh, committee reunion, 10th anniversary, and they'll all be there. Can you imagine somebody actually going, no, 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 I remember him talking about Mike Pence and being really concerned about him and trying to get some extra yeah. secret service over there. Right. Is anybody really right. going to do that? <laughs> Is anybody- doesn't. didn't happen. It, no. it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And even if you thought that you could be clever and and somehow be loyal to Donald Trump, he wouldn't know it because he doesn't know what your testimony is by lying. You got to know that there are other people who are in there telling the truth. So the peer pressure to be truthful and rat out Trump, even if we haven't seen it yet. And I hope we're just weeks away now from seeing it in public in the hearings has been probably probably pretty stark. Hey, let me do the uh, let me do the Kellyanne rant here. Sure. Um, Donald Trump, of course, doesn't read books. We know that. <laughs> but he's pissed at the uh, Kellyanne Conway book because she says in the book that she's the one that walked in there and said, "Don, it's not going to happen. You're, you're not going to win." So. The uh, twice impeached former one term president said he wanted nothing to do with Kellyanne. You're dead to me, in effect. You're dead to me. If you think that Joe Biden is really the president, and if you think that you're going to tell me that, then forget about it. I don't want to know you. 
He says, Kellyanne Conway is lying, of course, and never told me that she thought we lost the election. Now, think about this. What? And we know that Kellyanne Conway is full of shit and she lies. But this is something that she doesn't need to lie about. This doesn't help her no. if it isn't true. Right. If she made that, th- there's no reason for her to lie, of course. Um, he says she never told him that she thought we lost the election. If she had, I wouldn't have dealt with her any longer. I would have thrown her out of the office <laughs> right then and there. And of course, she would have been wrong. If she would have said that to me, she could go back to her crazy husband. There it is. And then, and this is on his crazy ass truth social read by no one. Um, then he posted more false bullshit about the uh, election after this. So, uh, hey, Kellyanne, would you still? Here, here's a great question. Next time she's uh, on, on a show getting interviewed. So, Kellyanne, would you vote for Donald Trump if he was the nominee? Into, and of course, you know what she'd say. You know she'd say yes, right? Of course she would. You know it. They all would. do. They all, you talk about um, being abused and then going back to your abuser for more and not wanting to leave the house and, and just staying. And it's never the victim's fault. No, no. In this case, uh-uh. you're not the victim. And it is your fault if you stay in the house with Donald Trump and let him continue to abuse you. But, you know, she's she's kind of a special situation. And uh, you know what we should do? We should do a calendar and circle on what day they get divorced. George Conway and her. This can't stand. The thing Especially I... if their, kid, their kids get older. You know, as the kids get older. Yeah, you don't have to stay together anymore. Yeah. Yeah, who, who are you kidding? Uh, the, this is the quote from Kellyanne Yahoo News highlights. She says her marriage may not survive George's disdain for Trump. So that's yeah. the problem is that he's so focused and pissed off at Trump. That's the problem with the marriage. Not that she's devoted to a cult leader. Yeah, it, it's not that. It, she doesn't realize that um, his dislike is for you, not just Trump. And as we finish out the week, we bid on farewell to great Ray Liotta, who has left us at the age of 67 years old. Ray Liotta, probably best known for his star role in Goodfellas, the Martin Scorsese film, has passed away. 67 years of age. That is an ancient age, isn't it, Brad? My God, I can't even imagine anyone being that old. Shut up. The first time I recall seeing Ray Liotta was going to be in Field of Dreams. I believe that was the first film I ever saw him in, and he was great in that, and he was great in just about everything that he ever did. There's another one. How is that guy dead and Donald Trump is still alive? I'll say it. I know. I know. Oh, and and by the way, I I, I want to see how this develops over the weekend. Um, uh, WFAA-TV, the uh, ABC-owned and operated television station in Dallas cut away from Jimmy Kimmel yeah, I did see that. last night. Jimmy Kimmel did one of his uh, no audience uh, straight to the camera dissertations about the uh, shooting and about gun safety and about politicians. And he Jimmy Kimmel did. That's what Jimmy Kimmel does. He's very good at it. I fully support him when he goes uh, off format and does this, but ABC affiliate WFAA-TV interrupted 
the six-minute comedy-free monologue. Well, okay, so they had a right, Brit. It wasn't funny. There was an update. The TV station has apologized for cutting off that monologue. Uh, they blame a technical error, Brad. It was a technical error at that oh. Dallas television Stop station. It. Stop it. No. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. It's a, they say our automated system that triggers commercials aired the first commercial break in error, interrupting James Kimmel's monologue. That same technical error also impacted two commercial breaks later in the program not just the one interrupting the monologue. So we have the receipts. It wasn't just us cutting off his uh, opening monologue. It was also some other All shit. Right. So there we All go. Right. So here's, here's, how, here's how they can prove that it was an accident. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. At 11.37 tonight, when those shows start, right? 11.37, 11.37, here's what they'll do. They will run a special little package and show what they cut out. <laughs> show it put it on tv don't say go to the website don't right. say click on this no remember the only way that an apology or a correction ever has any weight to it and you could always argue that the apology or the cleanup afterwards is never equal to the mistake itself but in this case on tv you absolutely use the same time slot on the same station to run what you accidentally cut out because of the high public interest in what he's saying. And you put to rest people like us saying, these guys fucking cut it out on purpose because it was an attack on their wonderful Senator Ted Cruz and other Republicans for being so inactive on gun safety for the last 50 years in this country. And we just didn't want to put this on. The, the, the only way they can show that the, their goodwill is to run the whole segment there. I rest my James, case, Counselor. What do you say? James Kimmel has graciously accepted the apology of, of the folks at WFAA. He says, I have known the staff at that station personally and professional for almost 20 years and believe this mistake was made unintentionally. Thanks for reposting and for correcting us there. Sending love to all of my friends in Texas. As the tweet from well, James Kimmel. He can take he can take the high road all he wants, but we're on a podcast, Britt. So That's correct. Here for him. And by the way, Jimmy Kimmel doesn't always take the high road, but That's he right. did in this case. He did he in did. this case. That's a valuable affiliate and, uh, you know, big market and all that stuff. I get that. But he took the high road. But even taking the high road, there are other people like us and other people in Texas, I'm sure, who are thinking the same thing. Yes, we accept their word. It was an accident, but fix it. Don't just acknowledge it. Why not? Why not? Cut off the last seven minutes of your newscast, valuable advertising money, and you re- re- you put that monologue on there. Show me your intentions. Well, they don't have to cut. They don't have to cut off anything. They can just show it at, at seven thirty-seven, and, and then run his show after that. They don't have to lose it. They don't have to lose anything. In fact, I would argue that if they were uh, going to go on their five o'clock news there six and seven and say at 7 30 tonight we're going to run this that would actually be uh, a ratings bump for them people would tune in to see what they otherwise might not have been watching they might have been watching uh, something else there might have been something really hot on adult swim or something uh, of that sort 